from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good, good morning, security gang. Welcome to an exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. We're live on your favorite platforms. If you're watching us on Facebook, good morning, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, and Twitter now X. Good morning to everyone tuning in. Thank you all for being here with us this morning. A global audience as usual and very, very pumped for this morning's show. We've got a lot to talk about from a practitioner perspective beyond just the headlines, but digging deeper into a few of these stories to really understand kind of the goals and, and what's really happening in the world of cyber because nothing is really isolated, meaning if we understand communication between threat actors then we can understand that nothing we see today is really, really isolated. It's not new. It's not any of that. It's it's it's, it's happening. It's, it's a lot of it is, is is planned. There's a lot of work that goes behind it, and 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 so we're gonna get into all of that on this morning's show. So for all of y'all tuning in, thank you for being here. We have a tradition on the show, which is to cheers to a cup of coffee. I know it's not beer, it's not whiskey. Those are coming very, very soon, by the way. Uh, so join me for a coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. For those asking, um, that's a double espresso. It's a Lavazza double espresso. Um, it's a Lavazza um, medium blend, which is really, really good for a double espresso because it's not too strong. It's not too light. This is my like second or third of this morning. So at this point, I, I needed something a little bit lighter because uh, the intensity was already there uh, really early today. So with that being said, go ahead and kick off this morning's show. We'll start with the International Criminal Court disclosing a data breach. For those who don't know, the International Criminal Court, I believe it's in The Hague in the Netherlands, um, experienced a anomalous activity on its network, um, and which launched a cybersecurity incident to mitigate its impact. They're currently investigating this with the assistance of the Dutch authorities. The Netherlands serves as the ICC host country. ICC's also outlined their plans to uh, strengthen their cybersecurity defenses, including adoption of cloud technology. These are the people, folks. These are our our supposed uh, higher moral authority folks. At present, there's no real available information to the extent of this attack, but nonetheless, someone targeted the ICC. There's something to be said about these types of targets, no different than what we saw at MGM, and we're going to get to MGM here in just a moment. These types of attacks don't just come out of nowhere. The ICC in of, in, in, of, in of itself is a very political body and by nature is likely to be attacked. The fact that they were lax in their cybersecurity remains r- remains to be inter- remains to be seen. Uh, I don't think we're going to get the full transparency of this investigation. Uh, spokesperson uh, Fadi El Abdallah told Bleeping Computer that there's no further details or information at this time to share. Um, the ICC, for its part, issued an arrest warrant for uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin concerning crimes linked to Russia's uh, conflict with the Ukraine. Um, we'll see if that and how that actually takes place there. Uh, again, uh, ideally, I just... This is significant because it follows a series of events targeting these types of institutions and this announcement coming today during the week of the U.S. General Assembly, right before the U.N. General Assembly, has some espionage aspects to it as well. The ICC is very political, driven by, 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 by political bodies. And so this would not be a surprise. 
Okta, for their end, are now saying that it wasn't only MGM and Caesars that have fallen victim to the abuse of the Okta agent, but rather three additional companies are set to come forward uh, with more with details about their own breach. Those three were not named by the CISO, uh, CSO over at Okta, David uh, Bradbury. The, uh, these attacks actually cast a new spotlight on ransomware, but more than anything, it's, it's shown you the identity aspect of it when they're going after. If you're in the identity space, if you're Microsoft, if you're Okta, if you're Transmit, if you're uh, Ping, if you're Duo, and I'm naming all these different identity companies because identity is the new endpoint and you're the target and your software is a target and your company's a target and they're going to use you to get to your customers. And so there is a shared ambition here to ensure that we secure these as much as humanly possible and that we uh, share best practices as much as possible. Octo for their end have not had an easy two years at all. We can go back historically and look at all these different breaches that have occurred at Okta. This one specifically at MGM, and we'll get to that here in just a moment because that's the next story. We'll talk a little bit about the details of how this happened. But again, identity through supply chain, that's the path. That's the successful path because we rely on so many different third parties to support our business that it becomes a real easy method in and a lot of our customers enjoy, enjoy a lot of our vendors enjoy sharing our logos because they want to win more business. And so they want to show the fact that companies, big or small, trust them to do business. And so this creates a very easy OSINT approach for these attackers to go out and target not only Okta, but Okta's customers and vice versa, the third parties that go there. One key thing, if you're a practitioner, always have the clause. Have your general counsel write it or your outside counsel write it. I put it on every contract. You're not allowed to use our logos on any public websites or any public presentations. Now, if you want to, if you're sitting in a room with a potential customer and you say, we work with James Azar, then that's fine. I don't care that you do that. I do care when you put my logo on your website because when you have a vulnerability that puts me on target or you become a target of people who are trying to breach me and therefore good hygiene here would be just that. Limit the exposure that you would have by limiting the amount of details your vendors can share about the business you do with them, especially when their business is clear cut, i.e. keep those names out of your uh keep the names out of your mouth kind of thing so mgm for 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 their end here by the way these threat actors are really going at it and and i think you know we're going to see okta having to deal with a whole lot more of this fallout because mgm caesars are facing regulatory they're facing some uh, potential class action lawsuits that are looming against them and we've seen two different ways where the s EC incident disclosure regulation came to fruition here in, in a very different way. And Becky uh, Bracken over at Dark Reading uh, wrote this yesterday. I, I, I really saw it after we did the show. And so I wanted to kind of bring that up here. In the wake of this kind of material breach, we saw the abuse of an Okta agent. Both were reportedly carried out by the same ransomware threat actor, one at Caesars Entertainment, one at MGM Resorts. The Caesars 8K 
had so much detail about the nature and the scope of the attack, including the use of social engineering on an outsourced IT support vendor, which, by the way, is really, really important here because what we now see, what we now understand from this is this supply chain, the human element of the supply chain is so important, so critical, and yet I don't know how much training do we enforce or do we, do we require our vendors to do how much of our business process have been updated i've said this from the very beginning with the mgm uh breach and, and, and as well other ones in recent memory you have to change the way people interact with your help desk that phone number's got to go away there's got to be some sort of online form that's filled out that's got to go into some sort of queue that queue is then obviously distributed to people to call and then you're only calling no different than how we would do with business email compromise, right? Business email compromise process. The same would apply here with IT support. You have to establish a trust but verify type of process here. And it can't be you have the phone number, you called me, you've identified yourself as the employee. You may have given me one identifiable piece of information that's really publicly accessible. Uh, you know, um, I would say that's, 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 You've got to change the business process. And cyber, it's about as much tooling. It's about process just as much as it is about tools or mitigating uh, vulnerabilities or, 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 or challenges that you have within your environment. You have to do both. You can't just go and buy the latest, greatest and not have a process to deal with it. And sometimes we don't invest as much in the process as we do in the implementation. And that security gain. That is why we have so many challenges in security. Focus on the process. Understand the process. Find the deficiencies within the process. And then build different ways to, 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 to address those deficiencies, but also by being a business enabler. And you have to know your business. And anyone in security who tells you, you don't need to know the business, is lying to you. Lying. I say that here and I say it loud. All right. We're going to keep going. Um, and by the way, today's Reaction Wednesday and my reaction story is coming through here in just a minute. This was submitted by one of our LinkedIn friends here. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. By the way, GitLab is urging a urgent, like not urging, like uh, please install a security update for a critical pipeline flaw. CVE 2023 49 or 9 or 8 has a CVSS score of 9.6. Impacts their community edition and enterprise edition versions 13.2 through 16.2.7 and version 16.3. And 16.3.4 discovered by bug hunter Johan Carlson, who GitLab said is a bypass medium severity problem. Track that CV 2023-3932. So GitLab is asking everyone to please get these updated. If you're a GitLab customer, please make sure to do so. The government is never culpable for anything it does, right? We all know that. Well, the FTC for their end are saying we're not culpable for the leak of sensitive plans for gaming platform Xbox that were recently exposed in an unredacted legal filing by the FTC in the U.S. District Court of Northern District of California. The documents that were uploaded were part of the FTC lawsuit against Microsoft contesting the $60 billion acquisition by Microsoft of high-profile game developer Activision slash Blizzard. The FTC was not responsible for uploading Microsoft's plans for its games and console to the court's website, according to FTC spokesperson. Microsoft didn't respond or request for comment, but you literally just shared everything on a publicly accessed website. You're not responsible for it. Then who is the court? 
is the course supposed to know what redacted information it's supposed to see or, or, or take away from there? I'm no lawyer. If we have lawyers in the crowd, please let me know. But I'm just like, <laughs> whose fault is this? I think it's yours, FTC. Not going to lie. Maybe we should sue the Federal Trade Commission. If I'm Microsoft, I'm suing them. I mean, at least you'll get the deal across uh, <laughs> the, the finish line. A fresh set of attacks is targeting malicious packages in the MBA package registry that are designed to exfiltrate Kubernetes configuration and SSH keys from compromised machines to remote servers. They're impersonating JavaScript libraries and components such as ESL, Int, plugins, and TypeScript SDK tools, according to the firm uh, releasing this, along with Kubernetes config and SSH keys. The modules are capable of harvesting system metadata like username, IP, and host name. Uh, all of which are transmitted to a domain named app.threattest.com. So you want to make sure you block that domain all in all. This one instance is there. So again, more and more people targeting our supply chain. And now for Reaction Wednesday. This one came this morning thanks to John, one of our uh, viewers here on LinkedIn. And it's about essentially the UK passing their kind of like uh, uh, child encryption uh, child uh, protection safety law and Britain's interior minister yesterday and this morning and in, in his all saying end, end encryption must not come at the cost of our children's safety. I love the fact that this is the story here. You got to give us access so we can protect the children. Um, no, how about we don't do that? How about parents protect their children and you government stay out of our kids' life? No, I'm just saying that as a parent. Like, I don't want the government to have any sort of access. Hell, um, with Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, I can't believe I'm saying it here. Encrypt all communication. Don't give access to government. Not unless it comes from a court with legal reasons why they do it. Because last I said, last I've seen, I've yet to see a government protect a kid in anything they do outside of just invading privacy and driving their own power. So with that being said, I hope that Meta, WhatsApp, and every company embraces end-to-end encrypted messaging across all of their platforms because this has nothing to do with the kids. They'll use the kids as an example to invade our privacy. And personally, my reaction for today is stay out of my life. I don't want government in my life. You should do the bare minimum and make sure we are doing well as a nation, but you're not the moral compass. And I definitely... Don't take any political advice for values for my family, and neither should you. So with that being said, that's it for our show this morning. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this week with a whole lot more. And then um, next week, Monday, the show will obviously be off. It's Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. I'll be atoning for my sins. Um, So uh, we'll be back on Tuesday there. Uh, But this is one of those um, that is really, really Uh, important for all of y'all so thank you for all your comments please make sure to subscribe share all the latest and greatest if you've got any stories or if you want to submit your own story for reaction wednesday you can do that on our website by just going to contact us putting the link there or send it uh through our linkedin page um sending us a message uh, personally or through the cyber help podcast linkedin page we'll get to that as well thank you all for being part of the show have a great rest of your day and most importantly you know what i say stay cyber safe We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.